Good morning. Welcome to Devotions for Worship. I'm Pastor Eric Tritton. Today is Tuesday, May 12, and we begin by remembering our baptism. Uh, in, in Acts, it talks about Saul's conversion, and, and he was told to rise and be baptized and to wash away your sins, calling on Jesus' name. That, and that's what we're doing when we remember our baptism. We return to the washing away of our sins, and we call on Jesus as we make the sign of the cross, saying, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We pray. O Holy Spirit of God, visit my soul and dwell within me through this day. Inspire my thoughts. Infuse my imaginations. Suggest all my decisions. Make your home in my will's most inward fortress and organize all that I do according to your will. Be with me in my silence and in my speech, in my haste and in my leisure, when I am alone and when I am with others, in the freshness of the morning and the weariness of the evening. And give me peace at all times to rejoice, knowing that you are with me. Accompany me today, dear Spirit of God, in everything I do, but especially when I am home with my family. Do not let me show less courtesy and kindness to those closest to me, and let your grace show through me to them in consideration, mercy, and a willingness to explain everything in the kindest way. Let charity begin at home. Do not leave me, O Holy Counselor, as I read books, articles, or various internet posts. Guide my mind to discern truth from fiction and to recognize what is profitable for godly living and what merely leads me to wallow in the world's muck. Always focus me on the things which are from above. Be near me, O Comforter, and help me to know your presence in all my days, but especially in my times of prayer, as I read the scriptures, at the divine service, and when I receive Holy Communion. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We confess our Christian faith today using Luther's explanation to the first article of the Apostles' Creed. I believe that God has made me and all creatures, that he has given me my body and soul, eyes, ears, and all my members, my reason, and all my senses, and still takes care of them. He also gives me clothing and shoes, food and drink, house and home, wife and children, land, animals, and all that I have. He richly and daily provides me with all that I need to support this body and life. He defends me against all danger and guards and protects me from all evil. All this he does only out of fatherly divine goodness and mercy, without any merit or worthiness in me. For all this it is my duty to thank and praise, serve and obey him. This is most certainly true. Our scripture reading today is Psalm 3. Before I read the psalm, I need to introduce a word and engage in a little speculation. The word selah appears three times in this psalm. We don't properly know what this word means, which is why it remains untranslated. Some feel that it's a bit of instruction for the musicians, since many of the psalms were, and are, sung in public worship. Others believe that it marks a musical interlude that's intended to allow people to meditate on the words of the verse. That's actually the understanding that I hold to. Although, honestly, I don't have great evidence to support that interpretation. It's, it's a guess. 
It seems that most people today have simply taken to ignoring the word when it appears in the text and moving on to the next verse. Today, as I read it, I will not ignore it, but in the future I may to get a, a more clear flow of the, the words of the text. Observing where the word is placed, however, can be helpful in understanding the structure of the psalm. Psalm 3, a psalm of David when he fled from Absalom, his son. O Lord, how many are my foes! Many are rising against me. Many are saying of my soul, There is no salvation for him in God. Selah. But you, O Lord, are a shield about me, my glory and the lifter of my head. I cried aloud to the Lord, and he answered me from his holy hill. Selah. I laid down and slept. I woke again, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of many thousands of people who have set themselves against me all around. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for you strike all my enemies on the cheek. You break the teeth of the wicked. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing be on your people. Selah. A Psalm of David, when he fled from Absalom, his son. The psalm was written during a tragic time in King David's life. You may know the story of David and Goliath. This is that same David, but many years later. He was an old man when he wrote this. The youngest of eight sons, David rose above his brothers and became a warrior, and after years of warring, the king of Israel. He was far from a perfect man, but he was a man who took refuge in the Lord and counted on God's mercy in the midst of his struggles, mistakes, and sorrows. The psalm was written during an uprising led by David's son Absalom. You can read about Absalom in 2 Samuel 13 through chapter 20. It is a sad tale. David had multiple wives and children by them all. One of David's sons sexually assaulted Absalom's sister, and David did not handle the situation well. It created a festering sore in his relationship with Absalom, and Absalom tried to overthrow David and even drove him out of Jerusalem. These words are from David's prayers fleeing from his son. When we pray the Psalms, we need to know that we are using words that were written by broken people. Broken, but redeemed by God's grace. Sometimes hurts and sorrows of the Psalms come from living in a fallen world. Other times, they're the result of the psalmist's own choices, as is the case in this psalm. Can you relate to that? Have you made choices that have created enemies? or brought you troubles? Have your actions brought hurt to others that led to ill will? This is the work of sin, ruining relationships, breaking people's hearts, causing strife. It might be tempting to look at David in this situation and to say, you got what you deserved. You made your bed when you didn't take care of your daughter, and now you have to reap the consequences of your choices. We like that kind of 
karmic justice. What comes around goes around and folks get what they deserve. However, one of the lessons that we must learn from this psalm is that God welcomes our prayers even when we have made the mess we are in, which is good news because many of our problems in life are, at least to some degree, self-inflicted. Yet, we are welcomed to call upon God to save us. We're not left alone to handle our own struggles and problems. These words are for you to pray in Christ. Tomorrow we will look more closely at how this psalm is Jesus' prayer. But today, please take hold of this. Your choices, your failures, your sin do not disqualify you from prayer. This psalm is essentially praying, deliver us from evil. Even if the evil from which you need delivery begins in your own heart and actions, God welcomes you for Jesus' sake to cast even your self-inflicted troubles on him. As we pray today, we will pray for the government and all who are in authority, and we'll pray that God grant wisdom, integrity, courage, and safety to all of our leaders, including to police, firefighters, healthcare professionals, and everyone who works for the public good. We pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, you have created order in this world, and part of that order is the government. And we ask, Lord, that we would be able to live under government that is a, a good gift from you, that the president, our governors, our mayors, all the leaders who make difficult decisions in the Congress, at the Supreme Court, and at various levels, uh, that they would be led by you to do what is good and what is right in this world. Please be with those who are in authority, especially during this time of pandemic as they make difficult choices and choices that frankly uh, at some point are not going to satisfy everybody and maybe satisfy nobody and we pray that you would help them to stay the course when they are doing the right thing and if they're not that you would help them to learn and to correct their courses we pray for wisdom we pray for integrity we pray for courage and we ask, Lord, that you would protect all of our leaders. There are many images in the news these days of protests and potentially violent situations. And we ask, Lord, that you would calm the hearts and minds of all involved and that you would keep everyone safe. We pray for safety and for integrity and, and uh, for protection, particularly for our our police, our firefighters. Uh, sometimes we think about those in terms of, of physical danger of the, uh, of the jobs that they face. But we pray also for the health of these individuals as we face this virus. And we ask, Lord, that you would keep the police, the firefighters, our healthcare professionals, and everyone who works for the public good uh, healthy, and that you would protect them from this virus so that they could do the work that we need them to do. We pray these things in Jesus' name and pray as he teaches us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, 
and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to leave you with a question, and um, you can comment on this question in the, in the comment section below uh, on the, uh, on the um, notes underneath here. But uh, the question is, is it difficult to believe that God's salvation is for you, especially when you know that the problem you're facing uh, seems like a, a natural consequence of your own choices? Why or why not? God bless your day. I hope it is filled with God's peace and with his blessings. And please, come again this evening and join me for an evening devotion.